welcome back to the Pomposity Diaries, dispatch number eight. I am experiencing the fallout following a trauma sustained last night, the horror of which I feel must be reported and take precedence over all other events this past week. I was taking my constitutional pink gin as the sun was setting on yet another blazing day in my modest backyard when I noticed on the floor an articulated bug of indeterminate identity, for there are an array of such creatures crawling ceaselessly to hunt or be hunted throughout all of Queensland. In its oversized external mandibles it had pincered an equally large, if not larger, huntsman spider, and was endeavouring to haul it back to its hellish lair. This was playing out between my feet, which I quickly lifted to avoid intervention with the natural world, as advised by cousin David Attenborough. As I marvelled with an unease and accompanying nausea at the life-and-death struggle between arthropod and vachnid, I was suddenly and surprisingly diverted by the sound and sensation of an extremely fast-moving missile passing by my right ear. The resultant turbulence caused my ear to malfunction and execute its defensive protective measures, prompting the familiar high-pitched whine that accompanies any minor auditory trauma. As one half of the sense winked out, my highly attuned visual cortex lit up like a phosphorescent ocean filled with bioluminescent algae, stimulated as it was by the sight of a speeding, furied mass hurtling down my right side and onwards to its descent, intent, as it turned out, on a collision with the feuding monsters below it. The missile hit with a leading proboscis, the gigantic spider, which slightly quivered as the lancing probe deployed a barb, all of which my left ear detected as a thrump, whilst my right continued to whine uselessly. With my hearing reduced by 50%, but sight overcompensating for this loss, it quickly became apparent that the identity of the missile was a giant hornet of frightening proportions. It had the poor spider impaled and hooked on its barbed spear, and the hornet, having struck its prey like a peregrine falcon hitting a pigeon, then attempted lift-off. Hornet's wings pumped furiously, lifting it and the spider slowly upwards, whilst the unidentified bug refused to give up its prize. A dreadful tug-of-war ensued between bug and hornet over the frantic spider. Slowly, the hornet's efforts began to win out, and like a lock-jawed bull terrier, 
the articulated bug refused to let go as the hornet lifted the wriggling pair slowly up in vertical harrier jet-like manoeuvre, all before my open-mouthed and awestruck figure. For a moment, all three writhing, buzzing, hanging invertebrates appeared as a grotesque pastiche of a fairy, surely horrifying anyone who set eyes on it. And then, finding a new gear, the hornet zoomed off diagonally, with spider and bug in tow, in the direction of some god-awful nest where countless fellow hornets would no doubt cut up and consume their unfortunate victims. Slightly dazed and overawed by the animal brutality observed, I failed to notice the hazard approaching. My binocularized vision acuity facility was enacted and concentrated upon the flying trio speeding off to Hornet Hell. I tracked the trio until they reached distance exceeding its range, whereupon I snapped my vision back to panoramic and immediately detected a darting, flying figure, dancing, then hovering in the air, moving erratically but ever approaching in a most hypnotic way. Dusk was well underway, and no means of identifying this flying wonder was possible due to the lack of light. Something in the way it moved reminded me of a documentary I'd made with my cousin David Attenborough, and then I had it, of course, with it flitting and flying and hovering, it was obviously a hummingbird. After the horror I had just witnessed, this creature was a welcome balm to my eyes. Closer and closer it came, flitting before me, and then all of a sudden it was upon me, right next to my arm, its tiny long beak just inches from my skin. The beating of its wings was a furious, blurring buzz whilst its body was suspended in perfect calm stillness. And then it happened. The creature unfolded all six of its legs and landed on my arm. It then, quite deliberately, with great speed and force, plunged its beak into my arm, through the skin and deep into my musculature. It happened so quickly and with my wiles so blunted by the initial charm of the creature, and so my brain, flooded with resultant dopamine, did not immediately process the attack as a threat, and I continued to watch in mounting confusion as its translucent belly began to flood with blood, my blood, and still I did nothing. By now, I was consciously aware of the mistake I had made, but the adrenaline flooding my system was counteracted with the dopamine that was equal in measure within it. Fight or flight was in a battle with stay still and chill, as if one part of my monkey brain was aware that 
full acknowledgement of the situation before me would, though in one respect, rid me of the bloodsucker through physical action, in another it may well have spun my mind into an inescapable black hole from which any return was doubtful. And can you blame it? For I was, to all intents and purposes, under attack from vampiric hummingbirds. Rooted and immobilized by my conflicted state, my awareness was accosted once more by the same piercing pain in my other arm. I managed to tear my gaze from the horror occurring on one arm, only to see the same happening to the other. Adrenaline finally took over, and I was sent into a frenzied swatting attack, leaving broken-beaked, smashed and bloodied bodies littered all over the floor, as there were more of the blighters attacking me than originally realised. I scurried back inside and closed the screen door to fend off more attacks. Welts were appearing on my arms where the blighters had sucked my blood. What bird does this? I remember thinking, immediately followed by, what bird has six legs and sucks your blood? What else does this land have to repel one? My God, no wonder I spent last year permanently pissed. I have reported the attack to the authorities. My neighbours and filed a very de detailed account of the incident to Cousin David, Attenborough. I await his response. I am expecting a quick one, for the reporting of a new species is rare. Since the attack, though the very act of reflection and telling of the tale has been somewhat cathartic, I must report an impending state of system shutdown soon to be initiated by the mind on my mind. I feel it encroaching now, a mental bubble of space in which to safely process what has happened, to make some sense of it. I may be some time.